Welcome to the Recession Resistant Real Estate Radio, where we talk about real estate, passive investing, business strategies, and so much more. I'm your host, Brandon Cobb, CEO of HPG Capital. Now let's dive into today's episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Recession Resistant Real Estate Radio. I'm your host, Brandon Cobb, and today we're going to talk about the seven biggest myths to investing in real estate. These are very wildly held beliefs about buying real estate, selling real estate, investing in real estate. A lot of people think that these are hurdles that they're just not going to be able to overcome. And in reality, it is simply not true. So we're going to get into that. But before we do, if you get value from these episodes, please leave us a review and share with your friends and family. When you leave us a review, it helps bump us up in the algorithm and allows us the opportunity to deliver more fantastic content to more people. So please take a second and leave us a review. And we're going to jump in. Number one is one of the biggest myths about investing in real estate is people think that you have to be rich. People think that if I'm going to go buy this single family rental or this Airbnb or this apartment complex, that they actually have to save up the money that they need in order to buy it. And there's so many reasons why this isn't true. One is uh, you can use equity in order to get a loan to buy it. So this is very common with homeowners that purchase things. They usually put a down payment on and they're able to borrow money to go uh, from a bank to go and get the loan and uh, buy the house. Uh, people, when it comes to investment opportunities, more expensive pieces of real estate like apartments or commercial buildings or medical office buildings, uh, whatever it is, they actually can pull, investors can pull their money together in something called a syndication. And they can then use that money as equity together to go and get a loan from the bank to purchase the asset. It is a uh, alternative investment type. It's becoming more and more popular. It's becoming more and more mainstream. This is a investment vehicle that um, in the past has really only been available to, to Wall Street because Wall Street was the only ones that had this, these large amounts of money to park into these particular asset classes. But now Main Street is, is teaming up and pulling their money together and now competing with Wall Street to be able to buy these asset classes. So you don't have to be rich to invest in real estate. The myth number two is real estate gurus lose your money. Now, there is a little bit of truth here. There are some crappy gurus out there. I've, oh my gosh, I've probably invested seventy or $80,000 uh, into services that really didn't turn out to do me diddly squat, but I've also invested hundreds of thousands of dollars into services that have made me literally millions of dollars. And I can say with first-hand experience that gurus, there's probably a lot more gurus out there that genuinely want to help and can help than the ones that are that are garbage. Now, here's some things that you can do to see whether or not a guru or a coach or a mastermind group is the right fit for you. And the first thing you can do is make sure that the coach or the owner of that mastermind or the guru is actually doing the thing that you want to do. When I join a new mastermind group, one of my first requirements is that the owners of that mastermind group, they must be doing the thing that I'm wanting to do. So if I'm building, if I'm joining a a group that is 
uh, raising capital for real estate projects. I'll, I'll give you an example. You know, one of the masterminds I'm in, uh, it's a bunch of like-minded individuals. We're all in real estate. We're all raising capital for real estate projects and we network with each other and we learn from each other and we help each other. Well, the owner of that mastermind group has, has raised a lot of money, a lot more money than I have raised. So he checks the box. He is somebody that has done what I'm trying to do. And that's probably the, the best way to audit from a high level different coaches or gurus or uh, mastermind groups out there. Make sure that they're actually doing the thing that they say they're going to do because there's so much power in getting a mentor. Um, I'm a big proponent of it. I've got mentors. I've got business coaches. They've all done the things that I want to do. So that's why I hire them and I pay them for their time. Uh, otherwise, it's just it's become very difficult for me to figure out unique ways to add value to them. So I add value to them by just giving them money. I just pay them to do that. So um that, that's just not true. There's a lot of great programs out there and I'm a huge proponent. Really, when you're paying for coaching, all you're paying for is your time back because everybody, I think, has the ability to go out and figure things out. But if someone's already done it, you're just paying for that shortcut. So uh, myth number two is real estate gurus lose your money. It's just not true. Uh, myth number three is all investments are passive. Passive is an interesting term. It's very subjective. The term passive in my opinion, should mean truly hands-off. In other words, if you invest in something, like I don't want to have to do hardly any other, any other work. Maybe spend a few more hours in it, maybe maybe a few hours a quarter, if that. So I, I really don't want to have any more than maybe, maybe 15 hours in it for the entire year, I think is fair for it to be a passive investment. A lot of people make the mistake of, I think the most popular one, in my opinion, is buying single family rentals. Everybody thinks that, oh, wow, I'll have mailbox money, you know, and the renter will pay my mortgage and uh, I'll, I'll collect the difference between the rent and the mortgage and I'll, I'll just sit back and I'll make money. And guess what? I'll hire a property management company who will take care of all the problems. Well, that's just not the reality. And the reality is that property management company has to be managed and there's a lot of crappy property management companies out there and there's there's still a lot of work that goes into it. The more you have, the more work it is. So just know that make sure that if you're wanting to be a passive investor, which means hands off, you don't want to go do a lot of the work to earn the income. If you want to be passive, that not all passive investments are 100% passive. So make sure you do your homework beforehand. Number four is... You have to know it all. I think that this is probably the biggest setback most investors make or most potential investors make is they feel like they have to know everything to get started. And the popular term for this is analysis paralysis. It's like, I'll just read one more book. Oh, I'll just take one more course. I'll just get one more coach. And you never get started. I can remember I got stuck in this. I've read just about for like every single self-help book underneath the sun but I never got that 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 boost that I needed to get started. I don't think that I'm a natural entrepreneur. Um, you know, in my medical device sales, I love what I did. I don't think I would have ever quit my my job. Um, but I got fired. I was thrown into a situation that I had to figure things out. That was that was the boost that I needed. Otherwise, I just I never felt like I was ready to go out and do it. So, if you can come to terms with the your the reality that you're never going to be ready for entrepreneurship or you're never going to be fully informed to make that first investment or you're never going to be uh, you know perfect to to ask that girl out or ask that guy out whatever it is you're you're everything's not going to be perfect just go for it
that would be a great way to live your life. Number five is it's you feel like it's too complex to manage the tax side. In other words, if I do this investment, if I invest in real estate, uh, then it's just going to be a big tax nightmare and I don't want to deal with that. And this is probably pretty famous sayings from people who do their own taxes, which I highly recommend you don't do. People think that they're they're going to save money by doing their own taxes. Oh, I'll save the money by not hiring a tax person. I've got this. I'll save that money that I would give to them. When a lot of times that tax professional, especially if they work within your niche, probably has ways to save you 10, 20, sometimes, sometimes hundreds of times the amount of money that you're paying them because they know all the loopholes, they know the tax structure and everything else. So um, know that it, it's it's not complex. There are CPAs out there that are outfitted to handle these situations and offload everything and they can save you a lot of money in the long run. Number six is you have to know every single thing there is to know about that particular investment before you invest. I think one of the biggest mistakes people make is they just sit on the sidelines and they sit and they sit and they sit and they wait for the perfect opportunity because they don't quite understand something. It kind of goes back to the analysis paralysis principle that we can't invest and put money in something unless we just understand all the little nooks and crannies in it and like what can go wrong. You know, the, the reason why Warren Buffett doesn't suggest people do what he does is because it requires a very high level of sophistication and a lot of time. And a lot of people do not have a lot of time to go and pick individual stocks and look at the cash flow statements and the balance sheet and actually go visit the company and look at and see what their, uh, their book value is, their liquidation value. Just people just don't have time to do that. But he, inv- he, he highly recommends they invest in index funds that track the S and P 500. You know, there's a, uh, like I love Vanguard because they're they have extremely low low fees when it comes to stock investing, and they they have like the VTSAX that basically invests in the S and P five hundred. Um, you know, last I checked, I think the fees were like a tenth of a percent or something crazy small like that. Um, and there's a big difference between the the you know Vanguard index funds and your your money manager that charges you a whole percentage point and then invest your money in a mutual fund that charges you a whole percentage point you're basically getting hit for 2% per year compounded over a 30 year period which makes uh, the difference in literally millions and millions of dollars of long term but anyway um he inv- he he recommends people invest in these index funds because you don't have to think about it you're literally investing in the US economy and you're already diversified into basically every single company that's in the S&P 500 automatically. So you don't have to go and do a whole ton of research and pick individual stocks and have very highly specialized knowledge in order to be uh, diversified. There are tools that mitigate that risk around that. The seventh and final myth of investing in real estate is you have to pick home runs in order to do it well. I feel like a lot of people are searching for that needle in the haystack out there. They're, they're just looking for that one opportunity that's going to cause them to just knock it out of the park and make exponential returns. I think that cryptocurrency made this very apparent. You had all these memes and um, people, <laughs> these these going to the moon memes and diamond hands and all, all this crazy rhetoric that was created around this topic of cryptocurrency. And these were people 
that saw the crazy run up in Bitcoin. There were a few people that did get in very early and they made a lot of money and they were posting their Ferraris and Lamborghinis online and making everybody jealous. And you just had Main Street pour into this asset class because they made the the mistake of thinking that, oh, this this was it. They were going to hit it big. I just need to make this one investment in a very short amount of time. I can make a ton of money. The reality is it's much easier and wiser to try and hit a bunch of singles than it is to just keep swinging as hard as you can and striking out with the home runs. If you can swing at that ball a little softer and just get on base a bunch rather than using all of your strength and becoming very inaccurate and hitting it only a very, very few amount of times, you need to go with in, in my opinion, what's worked for me is going with the singles. Hit a bunch of singles as opposed to swinging really hard for the home runs. And the eighth biggest myth, because we underpromise and overdeliver, is investing in real estate is too risky. I think that many people remember, you know, 2008 and 2009 and the single family a crisis that happened. You know, a lot of builders went out of business. A lot of developers went out of business. A lot of lenders went out of business. Anybody, it seemed, that was attached to the real estate industry uh, went out of business. And the reality is nearly all of those people have bounced back. Yes, if you take certain unnecessary risks, then you're going to eventually get burned. Um, but, you know, I was actually, I was actually talking with one of our investors today. We just, had a, uh, a deal to close and we were sending out wires to everyone and, and he called me and uh, congratulated us and I congratulated him. Uh, but he was worried about the economy. And, you know, my opinion is I, I do think we're kind of in a, in, we're, we're in a little patch where I think the next couple of years are going to be kind of rough. I do. But I think things are eventually going to bounce back. I think that next year is going to be a fantastic buying season. I think there's going to be a lot of distress that's coming to the real estate industry and like we're we're ready. We cannot wait for it. Um, I think, you know, the later part of this year is going to be tough. And he was just concerned about the economy and he was in the HVAC business. And I said, let me, let me poise the situation at you. How long have you been in the HVAC business? And I think he's probably been in there for, for 30 something years, I think is what he said. And I said, okay, now you, you purchase HVAC units and you stall them, right? He goes, yes. All right. So you're a customer of this company. If this company that you're buying HVAC uh, units from, and I say, how, how much are you buying HVAC units from? Or he's, oh, you know, anywhere between 3,500 and 6,500. It just depends on the unit. I said, if that company over there who you're buying from is purchasing HVAC units for $1,500 to $2,000 and the cost of HVAC units ranges between 2,500 and 6,500 during good or bad times and good times are real expensive and bad times are really, really cheap. If they're still able to buy them for fifteen hundred bucks, and in the worst case scenario, sell it for twenty five hundred dollars, are they worried? He's like, "Well, no." And I said, "Well, that's that's kind of the same thing. As long as you have really incredible deals with a lot of margin and a lot of equity, and you can afford to hang on to it in the long run, in the event that something happens and you got to just hang tight, then you've reduced a lot of your risk. It's eliminating those situations where you have to sell something uh, quickly. It's a distressed situation." or your margin disappears and you're upside down on it. So um, that's the final biggest myth that real estate's really risky. It does not have to be. Make sure you do your homework. You know, there's a book on our website, 
hbgcapital.net that's 100 questions passive investors should be asking before investing. Uh, you know, if you're new, go grab that book. It's everything you should be asking uh, beforehand to make sure that you don't make a, a bad investment. I actually wrote that book because someone had reached out to me. It's actually one of our our current investors. And uh, he said, hey, you know, my, my friend lost all his money in this real estate deal. Would you mind helping him to, to kind of see what his next steps are? And I talked to him and unfortunately, there wasn't a whole lot that I, I could advice I could give. The money was gone. He didn't do the proper legal work. He didn't structure it right. It was just awful. And I put those questions in that book together and in the hopes that uh, that would never ever happen to another person again. So um, head on to our website, grab that free ebook. It's under the educational resources side. Um, I think it's actually on the main page too, but hbgcapital.net. We'll see you next time.